We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today I want to introduce you to Susan. Susan and I met here on the beach in Mexico. We are struggling hard, enjoying some waves in the background and some sunshine. And uh, she's just a super cool person that I've got a chance to chat with over the last few days. So I am really excited to sit down and that she's agreed to chat with me and share a little bit of who she is with you guys. So Susan, welcome and thank you for being here. My pleasure, Leanna. Hopefully, uh, I've got enough sunscreen on for this. We'll find out. Yeah, we're going to find out later for sure. And and that part, uh, that'll be on you. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it goes. (laughs) So, I have a list of questions I work through with all my guests. They're all designed to getting to know you, who you are, your perspective, and there's no wrong answers. So, just answer as you feel comfortable and... uh, We'll dive right in. All right. I mean, I think uh, I think I'll be quite unfiltered as I've had a few cervezas. I love it. <laughs> We're gonna get the full unfiltered Susan. Today. Yes, you will. <laughs> so the first one is, who do you define yourself as? I'm going to say um, a truth teller. Ooh. Yeah, comedy. I, I'm a comedian. I guess I'll say that. Uh, and I I really think comedy is the truth, mm. essentially. Like there's um, there's some golden rules of comedy, like kind of tried and true ways to evoke laughter in an audience and I would say really the number one golden rule of comedy is to talk about what's true anytime you laugh at what a comedian says it's because you relate to it you've had that same or similar experience mm-hmm. so there's other things like the element of surprise or uh, or exaggeration mm-hmm. but I really think um, the most effective way to make people laugh is yeah just talk about the truth so I'm always, yeah, I'm just always asking myself, okay, what's true about this topic? What's true about life? What's true about, I don't know, you know, the human psyche, all that stuff. So, yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. I think uh, sometimes the truth of life is the funniest thing to look at and, and to laugh at. So. Yes. And the darker, the darker the truth, the better. <laughs> Perfect. I'm excited. You're, you're the first comedian I've had on here. So. All right. That's good. Okay. We'll, we'll make you the only one. Uncharted territory. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is your favorite food? Well, I'm gonna have to say Mexican is definitely right up there. Um, so I'm in a I'm in a good spot here, Liana. You're suffering hard. Um, but honestly, like, I have to work hard every day not to eat like French fries. Okay, like I, it's a goal every day. Don't eat the French fries because really, truly, I, <laughs> I don't think I love anything more than French fries. It's amazing. I love. Yeah, it. it's, a, it's a goal. I mean, yeah, like I gotta really work at it. <laughs> There's some goals we all set for ourselves. I might have to add that one in, but I don't know. They're quite good. (laughs) Are you reading anything right now? Yes, I'm reading um, a new book by Susan Cain. Uh, She um, uh, wrote a New York Times bestseller a few years ago all about um, introverts. Um, I think it was just called Quiet, and she became a big deal from that book. Well, she has a new book out called Bittersweet, and it's... So, of course, in Quiet, she was um, normalizing introvert or introversion, whatever you want to call it. This time it's um, normalizing people who are, you know, more melancholy than, say, happy. And, yeah, uh, kind of uh, challenging this idea of uh, positivity um, being the be-all and end-all. And, yeah, just talking about the power of kind of grief and sadness and all that. Yeah, anyway, it's a fascinating book. She's incredibly clever and I highly recommend it yeah so it's called bittersweet that sounds good Susan Cain yeah all right I might actually need to read that one too it's I honestly um, I read a lot of personal growth whatever self-help books and I would say she's one of the more eloquent of, of that genre yeah good to really know. smart that's cool awesome what would you say is your greatest fear oh boy my greatest well Okay, like I'm thinking on the spot here. Yeah, with everything, I'm just gonna throw them at you, and you're doing great. <laughs> I would just say, like the f- the the fear of of um, not being accepted or not mm. not belonging. I mean, this probably isn't that shocking, you know, being a comedian. As I'm, I think all comedians, in a way, are uh, seeking approval. Uh, mm. We're you know we're attention whores. <laughs> 
Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, I think, you know, it's that, that disconnection that's, that I fear, that I fear a lot among many other things but that one's what comes to no, mind right now after cervezas that's anyway. I, I think it's honest it's real and it's very yeah. relatable for so many of us i mean we are designed to be in connection with people we're designed to belong and the the thought of not having that is is terrifying yeah and especially professionally like mm-hmm. t- to get off the stage and and have that feeling like the audience didn't connect and you know didn't find it funny oh, that's horrifying to me yeah no that sounds <laughs> that is some scary I shit liana standing on a stage horrifies me so you know <laughs> yeah yeah no burying burying my soul and like putting it all out there th- that's not really scary for me it's just that it's not going to be received and and when i don't get the response that's when i can spiral and yeah start telling myself all kinds of stories and down the rabbit hole I go. Down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> uh, what would you say that you value the most? I think kindness and generosity. Yeah. Um, my One of my big life philosophies is give it away. Mm. I just think the more that we can be generous, um, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be you know, to do with monetary you know, money. Mm. Um, if You know, the more we're generous with our time and our energy, I just think that comes back. I think the universe sees that as... Uh, like we're almost like a portal like oh we got a live one here and so so then I believe that we receive more more of that that, that, so we can give it out so yeah I don't think hoarding works I think that's a I think that's a big expression or you know that you believe you lack Um, and that's not something you really want (laughs) to manifest in your life so yeah yeah, I really think just be so generous in all ways just think that's really gonna bode well (laughs) I agree I don't think there's any negative in that in 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 sharing what you have in giving in I certainly believe in boundaries regarding generosity because there are the leeches you can be taking you know uh, for a ride Mm -hmm. those those can see your generosity and Uh, exploit that and I've had that happen to me especially with friendships but more times than not it's yeah. it's it's been a powerful and positive force I think mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I mean I did almost swindle you out of 20 pesos the other day so yeah yeah so there I was so willing to give you a couple <laughs> dollars and yeah it was dicey there for yeah. a little while but you gave it back I it was did good. give it back I just took it there so. <laughs> When was the last time you felt joy? Well, I mean, certainly this has been the most joyful experience I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, here we are uh, sort of on the other side of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I yeah, I, 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 it's been it's been a long time since I've had this kind of, you know, real, real, real sense of real sense of joy. So being here in Tulum uh, with the sun um, and just and really just this, the adventure mm-hmm. to not be in my living room is 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 a big joy Lana. like just the fact that you know we're we've met each other that's exciting right we went two years really without forming new connections and um yeah this is joy Mm. yeah very much so the beach i love the beach oh it is a great place to be like i live in canada and uh, you know if you want to if you want to know where susan is yeah just just (laughs) look towards the beach um you know we've got beach weather from like you know june to september and uh yeah that's that's where you'll find me that's amazing yeah that's great no i i love that i appreciate that sentiment you share for sure yeah i think we all had enough of our living rooms for sure you know what i really felt was just a sense of well sense sensory deprivation um no new sounds no 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 new views no new people and that's a big one and, and it uh, was repetitive yeah you know we were referencing groundhog day a lot and that is just not not good for it's our not that great of a movie yeah <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <I'm kidding. laughs> no it really wasn't um but we were living it and that was the scariest part yeah. um so stimu- stimulation mm. that is there's joy in that yeah absolutely for sure when was the last time you were afraid and why the last time i was afraid well, when the pandemic hit and all of my bookings just evaporated and I spent, you know, those few days answering cancellation emails, that's the most, probably the most terrifying I've, I've felt, sorry, more terrified um, that I felt um, in terms of just, you know, financial security and then just having to wrap my head around the idea of performing comedy, you know, to a webcam, that, that was 
yeah just yeah. yeah I was just afraid that I was gonna go and have to get another job in in the in the pandemic and that yeah the dream was dead um yeah it was pretty yeah it was pretty terrifying definitely at the beginning yeah so financially and and career-wise say like I've poured everything into this yes I've become this this is what I do and I love it and I might not get to keep doing that yeah it was wow grieving yeah. so much grieving there um and yeah just a f- real fear that <laughs> I was going to be uh slightly <laughs> destitute um but you know we we human beings are incredibly resilient or something and eventually i surrendered and accepted um that my work was going virtual and uh that was a powerful moment for me that's when the fear that's when the fear faded away uh is when i was like okay let's what can we do here like what how can how can we still be of service in this crazy time and offer you know offer up the gifts and so yeah so i wrote kind of like this comedic uh program it was called you gotta laugh a pandemic pick me up and i just yeah we just i I write with this one woman and we just uh we just tried to see all the humor about it just about how much our lives and our work have changed um and then the rest took care of itself uh yet the bookings came and it was actually weirdly a busy and very fulfilling time Hmm. yeah we need laughter we need joy and and we really went through a time as a as a world that we were struggling to find that so i think you know even and it is it's people like yourself that were able to give that to people is is such a gift but also it's it's hard because you're still going through that same thing well that that was very unique for me that i was experiencing the same struggle the same feeling the same pain as my audience that is a first yeah. um and perhaps never have that experience again well, kind of hopefully not but uh, you know just to get you know the messages whatever via instagram or just in the chat and zoom to you know to hear that people had laughed for the first time in weeks or months incredibly fulfilling mm-hmm. that yeah they actually had a little fun in the in the in the darkness yeah that made it worth it I'm it sure. was it was it was and continues to be quite quite fulfilling no that's awesome yeah I'm glad. I'm sure you've brought a lot of joy into a lot of people's lives. And I think that's such a, it's, it, again, it is, it's just such a gift and, and in such hard times too. So. Yeah. Thanks. It, yeah. I'm, I, I was really proud of, you know, how we were able to get people laughing when probably th- th- that was, you know, <laughs> that was the very, only option. <laughs> yeah. Very painful time. Yeah. Very painful time. Mm-hmm, for sure. Would you say that there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> never had Next anyone question. Say, I've never had anyone say no. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I think I think at one point in my life, I really did learn and and trust that um, there, that things have a funny way of working out, and uh, good things come out of bad things. Like at one point in my life, I I ended up quitting comedy. I was one of those comedians uh, suffering from mental illness, and I uh, I quit. And I got this really random job with the government in Canada, this human resources job. And I thought, you know, God, it's all, like my life's gone to shit. Like, this is it. I'm just, you know, I felt very lost and forgotten. And actually, as I was doing that job, I got asked to create and deliver a funny presentation for this professional development uh, day we were putting on for our staff. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, I'll do that. You know, it's a chance to get on stage again. and. When I did that presentation, it really changed my life. Um, I now do that professionally. So I just think, you know, just when you think everything, you know, uh, is going sideways and uh, you can't possibly fathom that it will work out. I just, I really learned, you know, just to hold on and and be patient because if that can work out, Mm -hmm. you know, if a girl can go from stand-up comedy to a human resources office, in the Canadian government there's hope for us all right like and it all makes sense yeah yeah so So, (laughs) um, everything is purposeful Mm. I just don't think anything's random I was supposed to go there and do the work I do now that's awesome no I I agree I don't think anything is random no no Hmm. so we haven't known each other for too long maybe we're going nearing a week not even Um, (laughs) (laughs) but what is something you think you and I have in common I think, well, gosh, I think actually we have a great deal in common. Um, I think we're both uh, quite conscious 
and work at being conscious of how we're perceiving and, and, and thinking about the external world. Um, I know you work a lot in terms of mindset and yeah, I've just been, I think for many years along with you, have just been trying to be a little bit more awake at the wheel and be very um, conscious of right the beliefs um, the stories that we're telling ourselves and trying to be deliberate with with our with our outlook um, I really appreciate how you I you know in our conversations I've I've observed I've witnessed you um, expressing how you're always trying to have compassion and um, and an understanding for other people's point of views um, and yeah non-judgment and uh, so I don't know. I think we're just both, we're both little heart-centered seekers, Leanna. I think that's, that's I, what you and I are. I and love I, that. I, uh, what I've learned from you is to maybe consider other people's point of views more. I think sometimes I can be a little too rigid, <laughs> maybe a little too I'm right and you're wrong kind of thing. And what I've learned from you this week is to you know, listen more, be curious more than judgmental and consider that maybe there's more than one way of looking at this. Amazing. So yes, I thank you for that. I, I really have learned that from you this week. I thank you for that. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ever shared that with me. So oh no, I, you're I really very, that. I think it's quite blatant as I you talk. I, I really appreciate yeah. that. So thank you. Yeah, no, I, you've fine. inspired me regarding that. I think I can be a little bit of a hard ass. I think when it comes to topics. I am as well. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's our commonality. All right, there we go. We're both a little hard ass at times too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Spiritual badass, hard asses. Yeah. Caring. That's good, but well, very very caring. <laughs> Always very caring. <laughs> that's awesome. It's an honor to share those qualities with you and I see them very much in yourself in the short time I've spent with you as well. So, oh, well, it's, thank it's you. really cool. It's a work in progress, you we know. We all are. Absolutely. That's right. For sure. Yep. Uh, what is something you are looking forward to? Getting back on stage more. So the, the what I mainly do is um, perform comedy and give talks at events and conferences. That's what I've been doing for 14 years, and thanks to the, that time in the in the government, that's what I do for a living. And so, you know, just like the fitness industry, COVID just shut down certain sectors, and live events and conferences came, came to pretty much a grinding halt. So I've been able to get on stage a little bit, but I'm really excited to, you know, like I said to you this morning over breakfast travel more for events have that adventure back and uh yeah stand stand there and connect with the audience mm-hmm. like for real yeah yeah be in the same the room as them is. amazing oh, yeah. think of that yeah we so. were talking this morning and just joking about like yeah like the uns- the lack of satisfaction in like finishing something and shutting a screen and being like well now what <laughs> no it's yeah, just it's, been totally totally yeah. bizarre mm-hmm. um so yeah to hear you know everyone laugh together maybe even clap who knows but you know that kind of response and just the energy exchange mm-hmm. that comes from being in the same room it just really doesn't happen in virtual not really no like it's nice to see the comments in the chat yeah but but you're not reading those. It's not the same no. as reading an expression on someone's face. No, not at all. Uh, while you're while you're talking, yeah, it's totally different. So, so hmm. yeah, I think it's the stage. All right. Yeah. Coming at you soon. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> We're getting there. There you go. On the other end of that, it, what is something you wish was over already, or maybe didn't exist in the world today? Oh boy, what what uh, do I wish didn't exist in the world today? Well, uh, the patriarchy. Can that be over? Can that be done? You know, <laughs> it's been a long go. I think I think women, it's time for women to, to lead this world. We've tried it the other way. It's not been great. So, no, but no, I would, I mean, certainly gender equality is mm. something I'm very passionate about. Um, and so that's, that's what I'll pick for this answer. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, just not better, not worse, just actually on the same level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I just I think um, the 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 fact that there's there's still so much misogyny uh, that exists it's frustrating. So, yep, that's it. Kicking that. We need to get rid curb. of that. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone listening? There you go. Yep. <laughs> You're done. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel known and valued? Well, an audience laughing is definitely, <laughs> I mean, like that's the easy answer for sure. Yeah. Uh, known and valued. I would keep on thinking so professionally here, but that's me. I'm a bit of a, a workhorse. <laughs> so, uh, but 
Yeah, shoot, I can't think of anything more than... um, Yeah, but that is a full expression because it's something that you're sharing, like you said earlier, you're sharing who you are with people, you're being vulnerable, and it's a chance for someone else to say, I accept you, I hear you, I resonate with you, and uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Yeah, I I certainly like when I when I have clients who uh, certainly value the power of laughter and the importance of there being something lighthearted and playful in a conference agenda um, that's going to bring people together and help heal stress. I think when people see that as an important element of an event, yeah, then that gets me very excited. It's like yes, that too is just as just as as important as anything else that you can do for a group. I mean. To, ha- to have a good time and to be able to laugh at the challenges of life, I think is just just as powerful as anything else an event can offer. Yeah. No, I would agree with that for sure. Yeah, that's my rather professional answer. <laughs> it is the only thing that comes to mind right now, Leanna. That's fair. We Maybe it's the sun and the cervezas, but yeah. that's... We don't want you to think too much. No, we no, are, that's true. We we're don't, on no. vacation. No, so. that's right. <laughs> we're, we're doing all we can here today together. <laughs> So in the sentiment of that, uh, where do you call home and what makes it home to you? Home is Toronto, Canada. Home of the Toronto Blue Jays. I think we're still in first place, but anyway. She doesn't care about them at all. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge <laughs> Toronto Blue Jays fan. Yeah, and so uh, I can say that Canada is, you know, so incredibly special to me. I don't think I could live in any other country. I have lived in Australia and that was great, but I came home. Like, like the, the idea, there, there was a plan for me to stay, but I came home. Um, so I'm, I'm really quite a patriotic Canadian. It's, I think it's one of the greatest countries in the world, but that is a biased I mean, you live there. I think you should think that. Yeah. Or you wouldn't live there. I'm very proud to be Canadian. It's good. I love that we're a bunch of socialists. <laughs> I really, I love our socialism. <laughs> it is. It's something I'm inc- extremely proud of. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, um, I mean, it's not perfect. My God. Right. Like, <laughs> let's, let's be very clear, but, uh, no, it's, it, we, we, we really, we really do work hard to take care of each other. Hmm. We just, yeah, we simply don't have the, um, some of the capitalism, uh, uh, capitalistic beliefs that other countries have. But also, I think it's just a beautiful place, too. Hmm. Yeah, it's extraordinary. I've been to certain parts of it, and I would agree with that. At least for sure, the parts that I've seen are, are quite beautiful. So, yeah. Yeah. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Oh, overthinking. <laughs> overthinking things. As I say, overthinking things is my cardio. <laughs> it's quite a workout. <laughs> You should see my heart rate when I'm up in my head. Yeah, no, I, I'm too hard on myself at times. Mm. Or I just, um, you know, make up these stories and I can get sucked into them. So yeah, sometimes I just think too much. I don't yeah, think just, you're alone in that at all. No, and I, and I think that's uh, what people appreciate a lot in my, in my talks. I'm just very vulnerable about what, you know, the war going on in my head some days. And they're mm. like, oh, yes, I, get that, I yeah. relate. Yeah, I relate to that. And yeah. some people will come up to me after the show or the talk and say, you know, it's like you live in my head. Mm. I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's that shared experience that I, I think helps people. It normalizes. It normalizes that. I don't know. I just call it mental struggle. Mm-hmm. It's like things don't have to be this hard. Mm-hmm. But it's what we tell ourselves and believe that can... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like such a peace in being able to say like, okay, I'm good with this, but we're so human and we, we overthink things. And that's so normal to not just be like, here's a thought. I accept it. I move in it. And that's the end of it. It's like, I don't I don't know many people that function that way. So... Yeah, that's, um, yeah. that's mindfulness for you. Yeah. And as I learned um, from a book uh, at one point, like think of like negative thoughts, which are completely natural and actually inevitable. That's just our brain protecting us, right? Think of the negative thoughts as a waterfall, right? Mm -hmm. So you can, you can like walk under the waterfall and you know, you can get pounded for a moment and then walk through it and like keep going and look back and go, whoa, that was quite the waterfall. Or you can stand under the damn thing for hours, maybe days, just getting pounded right just (laughs) um and so when when we kind of allow those thoughts to take over our brain and like tip us into that downward spiral it's like we're standing underneath the Mm. the waterfall it's like you know you can move out of that waterfall yeah just Just look at it from afar and go woo just take one more step forward that's right keep (laughs) keep going keep Keep going going. Mm. um yeah so or I've, I've I've also um, there's analogy of it just being like just kind of like this kind of shitty song 
you know, just let it play out and then have just and stop listening to it, you know. There's plenty of those in the world. <laughs> no, yeah, or we can yeah. just play that song over and over and over in our head, right? Like on repeat. Mm-hmm. So but there's so much in that that you give people and and yourself too to say like, here's how I'm really feeling. Here's what I'm really experiencing. And for somebody else to be like, it feels like you're living in my head, because we feel like an island sometimes because no one is willing to talk about what they feel. And and when you do, you break down a wall and you break down a fear and you break down you know, this, this aloneness that people can feel and people feel connected. And they say, I feel a little bit better. I'm kind of shifting away from trying to like fix people through my, my messages or whatever, my mm-hmm. ideas, my story, whatever. Like I kind of just want people to feel seen and heard now. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm like the validation queen. I just want to normalize everything. Mm-hmm. So people walk away mm-hmm. and feel less alone mm-hmm. and go, Oh, she's, you know, she gets up to that stuff too. Oh, okay. I just thought it was me. Right. And so I just want, I want that to be the experience now mm-hmm. after my talk more than anything. So yeah, uh, that's kind of the goal now is to really be very vulnerable with what goes on in my head. So, so, you know, yeah, people don't feel alone in their struggles. Mm. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. But yes, mm, I can sure. make things far harder on myself oh. right, than they, they were truly need to be. <laughs> Honestly, jeez. <laughs> like the comedian who needs to lighten up, you know, heal or heal thyself, as they say. That's right. Well, I think that's why I'm passionate about comedy and mm-hmm. just the idea of, you know, humor being healing is because I'm the first to take things too seriously. Yeah, it brings t- healing to yourself. So when yeah. you find that, you want to share it with others. Yeah. What is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore? God, I hope there's an answer to this. I'm have sure I, there is. Have I, have, I, have I solved anything? Have we, have we nailed anything? Or grown in. I well, think, yes. yeah, we have things like, yeah, nothing is ever truly perfect, but I think there's things we grow in and maybe even the sentiment that you've shared a little bit. I do think... I do think I'm really getting somewhere with self-compassion. It is, okay, I really think I'm better than I used to be. Like I now, like when I start to feel that shame, self-loathing, when I've got that inner critic chirping away in my head, mm-hmm. now I think I do. I finally have some tools mm-hmm. to contain the suffering and, yeah. and end it sooner than you know than it used to. Um, I move through it, move past it. Mm-hmm. I attribute a lot of that to br- the work of Brene Brown. She has a wonderful book called The Gifts of Imperfection, um, amongst others. And so there's been some good rewiring in my brain regarding that self-talk, the relationship I have with myself. But my goodness, it you know it's still like I said, a work in progress, but I think I've really made some good strides there towards liking myself, Leanna. I think you should. You're a great person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes. And then other times I can other be quite a handful. <laughs> um, Shana is, uh, yeah, she, oh. she's, she's resting peacefully. No, if she was awake, if she were awake right now, <laughs> she'd be nodding, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, mm. but uh, I think that's that's my answer to that. Hmm. I think it's the relationship with myself. We're, we're getting there. You got to get in your own corner. <laughs> you know what else has really helped me with, with my relationship with myself? Is Peloton. I tell you, those instructors, they're always, they're, they are <laughs> like, they have taught me self-efficacy. It's an amazing thing, right? Just trusting in your own ability hmm. to to overcome challenges and uh, really manage manage that self-talk. Anyway, so mm. anyone out there, if you like to work out, I do recommend Peloton because they are like, they're like <laughs> therapists who are really in good shape. Very motivating, I'm sure. Yes. And if Peloton is listening and you want to sponsor this episode, That's right. let's give us a call. That's right. <laughs> it's a shout out to Peloton. <laughs> That's great. I love it so much. But it really, they're very empowering. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Oh, well. Hmm. What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? I'm going to say, well, I I do have a knack for just like making people laugh when they are hurting Mm. um, or when they're struggling. I would say that's kind of one of my superpowers. Um, But I think, yeah, I think more and more as I learn the power of validation, I think people feel very seen and heard with with me as well yeah that's yeah no that's that's so much value that you give to somebody else in that so 
Well, I've really like I've become hyper aware about of uh, toxic positivity. So if you if you tell me, Liana, that you're struggling with something, you're having a really shit day, something you know you're experiencing great pain, and I tell you that you know just hold on, everything is purposeful. You're like, oh, really? Thanks, thanks, little you know, little Miss Sunshine, mm-hmm. right? So you actually you're like, oh, she doesn't doesn't see me right now so before we tell people all the you know great spiritual mantras and you know all this uh all this uplifting you know all these uplifting things i think the first thing we need to to say is man that sucks Mm. that must be so hard for you so i think that's important before we then go to trying to help absolutely just to just to give someone validation in their pain and their struggle and to say you know yeah that yeah. sucks not like oh let me give you wisdom it's like let me sometimes it just sucks i've and also that's the i have come to understand that the reason we want to fix everyone like parents want to fix their kids when they're mm-hmm. upset or struggling or we want to fix our partners we want to fix our friends is because we're actually not comfortable with discomfort we're not comfortable with uncomfortable emotions so your your anxiety right now or you know your depression your your grief mm Mm-hmm. That's too much for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to try to fix you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't work. Dropping a, li- and a then lot people of value and a lot of truth. A lot of truth right there's there. There's a truth teller, I guess. There's a truth teller speaking up. So what we're doing is in our attempt to fix people, we're actually missing out an opportunity to create connection. So mm-hmm. oh, I just I want everybody to like listen to that for a hot <laughs> second and hear that because there's so much there. But yeah. I stole that from Brene Brown, by the way, Liana. I don't know like, who let's that is, let's so be we're very. Just gonna give you that one. Do you not know we're who gonna, Brene Brown is? I know, is? I know. It's just, yeah. Oh, I'm I saying, I'm can't saying say we'll enough. Just, uh, yeah, we'll let Peloton sponsor this episode, and we'll give you credit for for her words. <laughs> That's right. Um, shout out to Brene Brown and Glennon Doyle. Okay. Um, and Susan David. She wrote a book called Emotional Agility, and I'm really, really mm-hmm. understanding now uh-huh. more about emotions That's through cool. her work. <laughs> Did I mention I'm a self help junkie? No, I never, I never would have guessed that. I've read it all. <laughs> Honest to God, Liana. Honestly, I'm getting better at reading books, and all of my guests are are serious motivation for me because I get recommendations all the time. So. It's one of my better addictions. <laughs> we'll just ignore the other ones that sure. we won't talk about okay. today. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So I think USD, but works. But if we're already give you a ten thousand dollars, I think that that comes out to about a little bit more. In oh my God, that's about a million dollars Canadian. All right, great. So if we give you that uh-huh. and you. You have to spend it in down to zero in two weeks. You can't give it away. What are you going to do with it? Okay, so ten thousand US. Mm-hmm. So I can go away for a good, you know, two weeks or so, maybe three weeks. Live it up. Yeah, after COVID, I'm traveling. She's like, peace out, Canada. Mm-hmm. Love That's you. right. Yeah, you know, you're bye, 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 Toronto. <laughs> Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take that money to travel um, if I can't give it away. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And maybe a little shopping a little while shopping. I'm traveling. You need something to wear while you travel. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. I really like shoes and watches. Aha. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay. Lots of us have shoe problems. So. Yes. I'm a recovering shoe purchaser. Uh-huh. Mostly because I still have them all. But um, is there anything you wish you could say to somebody you love, but maybe they're not in a place that they would receive it right now? Yeah, I uh, I in suffered a very tough friendship breakup mm-hmm. um, through COVID. Um, yeah, and so I w- would really just like to say I'm I'm really sorry, and um, I think as as I say, I take back all the things I said when it was a pandemic. I think, yeah, um, I wasn't seeing clearly, uh, and I wasn't in a good place, and so it will it will be one of my biggest regrets that that happened to us. So, yeah, I would I would mm. just say I'm very sorry. Thank you for your honesty in that. I think it's yeah. I mean, to say like, hey, I wasn't in a good place, but yeah. that doesn't justify it. But yeah. Um, yeah, we were friends for 15 years, and mm. uh, I think a pandemic got the best of us. Mm. And uh, as I was um, reading um, a quote by uh, someone, I think she's Canadian, anyway, she talked about how friendship breakups are actually the hardest because we actually never expect them. Yeah. Like, you know, you get together with a partner, you even get married, and you're like, well, here's hoping it works out, right? Like... The, we we know we know the fragile nature of romance, but we kind of always assume that f- 
the friends like we're, we're always going to be friends with people and so when that ends let me tell you the level of grieving I endured over the last oh I don't know I'm going to say six months oh it's been it's been real yeah that's and right. I underestimated it hmm. like when I was down and out and depressed and quite anxious about it after it happened I actually didn't connect it right away I'm like what's wrong with me like, what about, what's going on mm-hmm. and then eventually I understood I was grieving mm. the loss of that friend yeah because I didn't you said, understand as you said you know you go through the a breakup with a partner or even a divorce and it's something that our brain connects and understands like I've lost this person but when it comes to a friend it's like well we what's were, the reason yeah and I feel like it's just there's still a relationship it's another human being yeah in the same way you would with a partner you change something shifts you become different people or whatever the reason and and why would that not happen with friends? But it's so hard. It is, it's a difficult thing to go through. Oh yeah, no, it was a special kind of hell. Yeah. Um, still getting over it. And it takes its time. Yep. Give yourself yeah, that grieving permission is, to take that time. It's, it's a process. Um, anyway, yeah. I don't think about it all day, every day anymore, like, so which is on. good, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. No, I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's something people go through that are not often talked about. So. Well, as, um, We've been like my partner Shanna. She's been reading uh, this new book about regret mm-hmm. by Dan Pink, and our regrets really highlights just like emotions. Well, regret is an emotion, I believe. <laughs> there we go. Um, have another cerveza. But <laughs> our regrets actually then highlight or expose our values. Mm-hmm. So I've come to understand what's important to me through this regret, and of course others. But yeah, yeah, I, I really don't love this idea of no regrets. I think that's toxic positivity. It's like, no, there's some things I'd like to read, like, yeah, redo, redo, please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no, that's sorrow. And again, it's, it's powerful. It's an important, like any other emotion. Mm -hmm. So I go back to bittersweet by Susan Cain. It's, Mm -hmm. this is important work Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. Be human, embrace it, feel and not ignore it and say, I'm not feeling that or that didn't happen. It's like, no, you be in your sorrow so you can understand your joy and they're both necessary yeah um this woman susan david who writes uh, emotional agility she does a workshop and she has people like write down you know kind of all their <laughs> neur- 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 uh, neuroses and so then she kind of reads them out you know reads them all and then says well welcome to being human <laughs> right like yeah. nothing's wrong with you no no no, wanting to, as, she, as she says, wanting to live without discomfort um, or stress are, are dead people's goals. Those are the people who don't have discomfort and stress in their lives. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. They're dead. Uh, so absolutely. don't have dead people's goals. I love that. Yeah, it's a pretty great book. Okay. Emotional agility. That's cool. That's awesome. See, the self-help junkie. Here we go. Give you all the titles. <laughs> uh, on the other end of that, is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, shoot. Just about anything negative, really. It's very tough to receive criticism. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know specifically what criticism would really cut the most. Mm-hmm. I think if somebody just felt like I wasn't like supportive enough or if, if they didn't feel like, that I was loving and kind. Like if somebody, you know, told me that I was really mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's going to hurt the most. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's... I can I can agree with that f- a whole lot. <laughs> like, I really, really passionately believe in kindness. Not to say that I nail it every time, because I don't. When I get hurt, I, I express it through anger. Hmm. And so Susan can go a little dark. So, so when I'm in pain, I need to sit with it more and not be so angry. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that's it. I just really want to always be thought of as really kind and friendly. It's been my experience thus far. Well, so, you know. that's good. I've been in a pretty, <laughs> I've been in a pretty good headspace here. We'll you, see. You did lend me the twenty pesos. Yeah, we've, you know, we've yeah. had a good time. We've had a, so. g- we've had a good time. It's I've been a good experience so far. So I've been in know. a pretty good mood. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I appreciate you sharing the honesty and the vulnerability in that. There's. There's truth in that that I think so many of us... Oh, I'll tell you anything. But I think comedians do. Like, we don't know where to stop. We don't. I mean, the smart ones do. Well, you know, there's no fun in that. That's right. That's (laughs) right. Well, we do push the envelope. That's our job. 
please please keep doing it yep. <laughs> what would you say makes you feel at peace um i think i do feel the most at home in the world when i'm moving mm. as somebody who does you know uh, live in their head a little bit more than she'd like to um, when I'm engaged in whether it's you know any kind of physical activity I think I feel the most at peace the other place I feel completely peaceful is on stage and I know that is very odd to hear some people are like oh my god my worst nightmare or you know <laughs> this hellish experience um, but uh, that's definitely where I feel the most at home in the world is mm is performing but yeah movement is medicine mm. that's peloton by the way that's not me <laughs> movement is medicine yeah oh that's good yeah i think I, yes you are very unique in that I, I would say that being on a stage is not a place of comfort for me it's something i've i've learned to improve on mm. and uh mm -hmm. I, i'm okay with for the the benefit of it for for what it brings and for what i can share but it's not my comfort space so i think it's it's awesome and the world needs people like you who are willing to do that find comfort in that and and love to share that so that's i think it's a gift that you you continue to embrace and i love that that's i think what's so cool about humanity is mm. one person's nightmare is another person's joy and one person's weakness is another person's mm -hmm. strength mm -hmm. i think that's so cool mm -hmm. like there's people that you know come up to me after the show or the talk and say oh how do you do it i'm like you know what i don't have i don't know i just can just like you can do what you do like mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. like for me the only thing i know how to do uh, in an excel spreadsheet is make the columns wider right i mean they sometimes they need to be wider sometimes we need to know what to put in them but it's okay <laughs> i don't know how to do like one of those like equations i don't even know what that is like right so <laughs> What, what's so easy for someone else, right, is then mm. bog, mind-boggling to me, so. Yeah, no, of course. I don't really, yeah. Hmm. Oh. I love that. I don't think that's, yeah, not that special. <laughs> no. Nope. Would you say that your life feels steady or uncertain right now? Well, I certainly uh, think security or certainty is an illusion in life, mm -hmm. right? So when people say, oh, I'm going to take that job for the security, I have a little giggle. You know, there's, there's something called impermanence. Nothing stays the same. Nothing lasts forever. Everything, you know, right? The pieces of our lives are constantly being shuffled about, um, reorganized. Uh, so what feels steady and certain? Yeah, not much. Especially after COVID, right? We're like, oh, <laughs> waiting for the next shoe to drop now. Yeah, I don't know if I have any feeling of... Hmm. of of steady or certainty um definitely used to with you know with work mm. um see that that's where our expectations can mess us up i had the expectation mm. that the conference and event industry would always you know involve live events mm. and then life said huh right so i just have really you know once again been schooled on do not expect anything mm. or don't attach to your expectations you might have them and then go oh there's that thought mm -hmm. let's let it go let's not stand under that waterfall yeah so. I, I think what you're saying there is it's not is don't attach yourself to those expectations I love that sentiment because it's like sometimes people can say like oh I don't want to anticipate anything or look forward to anything and they can turn expectation into just giving up and and the way you're saying that is to say like yeah have them but don't identify who you are and your 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 existence into them yeah um so apparently I've, I've learned that joy is actually the scariest of all emotions uh, we're kind of afraid to be happy so when we you know when we're trying to get excited about something or anticipate something we have that foreboding joy right that feeling of scarcity like oh god you know this is all gonna go tits up <laughs> I, ha I had that about this trip you know we've been trying to get down to Mexico for two and a half years and I had yeah just a lot of thoughts of oh what what's what's gonna happen here how's this not gonna work out how shall I be devastated you know um, so so yes um, but expectations like if you show up to a moment in your life with this real you know grand vision in your mind of how things are going to look be and feel in the future and then life doesn't meet those expectations that causes us to argue with our reality mm -hmm. right resist what is and that's the very definition of stress mm -hmm. anytime we're stressed about something we are arguing with some form of our reality mm -hmm. wanting something or someone to be different mm -hmm. and often that someone is us, us. Yes. <laughs> anyway so oh. as I say don't take your expectations too seriously mm -hmm. don't get attached to them I love that you know you can create the image in your mind and then just go whoa 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 we'll just hold that right there mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but even you're saying Anything like our expectations. Sometimes we say like, "Oh, those are my expectations," and we we assume that that's a positive, but we create negative ones too. Where you're saying, "All right, what's going to fall apart with oh, this?" Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. what's not going to happen? And it's like like you said. So it's it's so important. Yeah, have them. Don't get attached to them. I love yes. I love that sentiment. That yes, you we'll make what I, you know negative assumptions about the future, mm-hmm. and that's what I call negative fortune telling. Even though we don't know what's going to happen, we get out our crystal ball and tell ourselves or other people about the terrible things that are going to happen. <laughs> and then sometimes we make them happen. Well, sure. And then, there, mm. you know, there is that self-fulfilling prophecy stuff that's... Some, sometimes that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. It's a it thing. Is. So, I, I usually this is a, self, uh, a loaded question and I, I feel you will be no different. If there's anything you could say to the opposite sex that they would hear, receive well, uh, regardless that they would normally not take coming from you as a woman, what would you share? Jeez, Leanna. Well, jeez. Uh, um, well, I'd like to just maybe point out that they may not know everything about this topic. Yeah, uh, I would just I would encourage more men to be less fearful of feminine power. Like I think I think the misogyny, the patriarchy, is really just they're they're absolutely terrified of how powerful women are. And that goes, that goes sideways a lot. That's, that, there's a lot of toxic masculinity because of that. They're fighting so hard to feel more important. Um, uh, and I just say, hey, you know, like, can we not just see actually more value in the feminine power and embrace it? Because mm-hmm. this world would be wonderful if mm-hmm. more feminine leadership existed and there's just less fear about about women's power and it would be lovely to see more men be excited about what we have to mm-hmm. contribute to, to the world rather than them having to feel more important and special i'd like i'd like men to love themselves more i think there's so much in that i think rape culture exists because men are deeply insecure and angry and when i say angry i mean sad so i would yeah it's too bad that there's not more men who really love themselves you know we women are working so hard on all this stuff but I'd like to see more men you know uh, seek as well and mm-hmm. reach for and strive for more consciousness mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the, the, this would be a kinder and safer more you know safer world if men worked on themselves a bit more so anyway that was that was yeah. that just went in different directions there Lana but oh, I'll take it I, I appreciate that and yeah, I, I agree. I think there are some out there for sure, but I—it's one of the things I love oh, about. Yes. Oh no, 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 yeah, yeah. It's one of the things I love about this podcast is that getting to hear and I've heard from so many men and able to share that because it's like those men that do feel that they're not the ones we hear. They're not the ones in power. They're not the ones in those positions as often. So yeah, a balance and 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 not to fear that. I think not to fear insecurity in themselves is is huge. Yeah, I I feel a lot of compassion towards men because I think they are brought up to believe that they can't feel their pain um, and so they do all kinds of things to push it down and build themselves up and feel powerful in toxic ways so I wish for men that they could have a safe space to explore their their pain and sorrow yeah because I agree that's where it comes from oh man yeah yeah, I definitely agree with that so much. Oh, some deep thoughts here on the beach in Tulum today, <laughs> Leanna. Thank you for sharing with me. Um, so we, we are aware that being on a stage does not frighten you, <laughs> but if you, and you have this opportunity often, so what is a life lesson, a bit of advice, or something you would share with a large audience that you would want uh, them to take away? Again, like I, I would say, as a comedian, you know, as as a truth teller, and and seeing such value in truth as a form of entertainment, really. I mean, that's what it's all about. I think when you're facing adversity and uncertainty, you remember the golden rule of comedy. Remember what's true about life, right? So things aren't really going wrong. It's just life doing what it always does. So nothing stays the same. So if things are changing, that's okay because impermanence is the rule around here or life is unpredictable so you know what put down your crystal ball this is waste of your time and energy right now you yeah those negative assumptions you don't know what the hell's gonna go on so save yourself that trouble right um things have a funny way of working out so trust 
trust trust in the you know take that leap of faith and trust that everything's going to be okay so yeah that's going to be my big message is you know you may not be a comedian but you can you can still use that golden rule of comedy remember what's true I love that so much. So anyone listening, hear that. Remember what's true and take the crystal ball and throw it in the ocean or whatever (laughs) body of water is near you. (laughs) What is something you wish people knew about your culture? Oh, as 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 Canadians. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's um, a a good section of um, our province of Ontario that is more south than some states. So so it's it's not you know an ongoing blizzard um we enjoy very warm summers and sometimes really temperate winters um i mean that's the obvious weather statement from a canadian (laughs) and that curling is an amazing sport okay so 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 check out curling it is uh becoming a uh worldwide sport thanks to the olympics soon taking over the blue jays in uh watch out for the blue jays this season okay i do suspect we're going to uh be in the postseason (laughs) maybe maybe world series contenders you heard it here first folks (laughs) um misunderstood uh yeah as a culture yeah we're not as nice as some people think you know there's people in toronto oh i tell you you want to talk hard asses it's not a friendly city no 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 it's just another big city where they can be jerks right so yes there are nice canadians but you know some of them are not not so nice well hopefully i haven't that's the truth okay hopefully i haven't found the only two nice ones here but (laughs) i'm sure there's more i mean there yes there's lots of nice canadians but you know like don't again manage your expectations For sure. That's good. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of things. <laughs> no, that's perfect. What is something you love about your culture? Like I said, definitely our, our, our politics, socialism. Yeah, I just love that we just like get out there in the winter and just embrace it. And I mean, we'll bitch about the weather too, believe me. But yeah, just like, I just love, I love the crazy winter sports we got. I don't know. It's... Like honestly, like the, the the culture of curling in Canada is just great. It's really just a drinking sport that gets us through the winter, but um, makes more sense now. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. Nothing else really comes to mind. But uh, life in life in Canada, it, it does seem like it's a uh, it's a pretty safe place to live. You know what I really like about Canada is we don't get a lot of the like crazy weather systems that you know can rock out parts of like the u.s and other parts like we don't get hurricane like do we get hurricanes well we we've got tsunami warnings out in bc but like yeah i mean i don't know that that's great but (laughs) yeah we don't get like we don't get earthquakes we don't yeah anyway it's a very yeah it's a very safe place to live that way anyway these are not deep thoughts (laughs) we've gone from very deep thoughts to we're we're digressing yeah we are great way that's okay yeah (laughs) is there anything that you're not proud of about your culture oh yeah the racism in canada is real yeah oh yeah sure it's there it's oh it's there yeah 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 like it's uh I know sometimes, you know, there's a lot of focus about it in the States, but it is present in the world. It is not, unfortunately, things like that are not limited to one location. Yeah. 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 Um, You know, there's still a section in in Canada. Um, It's not unlike the States, right? We've got what's considered to be very conservative, uh, narrow minded people that live in the center of our of our country as opposed to the coasts and yeah it can be yeah very yeah uh, a lot of you know there's still homophobia you know great of course misogyny and racism um, that exists uh, so yeah sure BC we've got you know a great culture um, and certainly um, in Ontario and Toronto uh, but yeah there's parts that are not as not as evolved <coughs> yeah for sure, absolutely. Also, the treatment of um, uh, our um, First Nations, Indigenous uh, people is something that I'm quite uh, sad about. Um, the uh, findings of a lot of the um, uh, grave sites uh, of so we have um, 
a dark history. Uh, it's called residential schools. Okay. Okay. In Canada, we have um, a history of residential schools where uh, Indigenous children were taken to these schools and um, it was basically assimilation and the treatment of these children. Um, well, yeah, they, they tried to raise them as, as, white, as white children and kind of cleanse them of their of their culture and also uh, abuse them and killed them as well. So th we have been discovering residential school grave sites yeah. over the past um, w one to two years. So as we were grieving through COVID, we were dealing with with this um, very dark part of our past. Mm -hmm. um, so. So yeah, uh, so we have now a movement called Every Child Matters, um, and and yeah, we're really focused on uh, equality and just the treatment of our of our indigenous. Yeah, I think it's something that so often. I mean, yeah, we like to we like to believe like oh over there that country has a bad history or that country has a bad past, but we're people and we've all done evil things in yeah. this world and. And I think, you know, accepting and understanding that, changing that for the future and not letting it define us, but not ignoring it is, is so important. Yeah. And it's really like it's astonishing that the government was involved. Uh, churches were involved, mostly the Catholic Church. But anyway, so yeah. that that is definitely what I'm not proud of when it comes yeah. to our Canadian hmm. history. For sure. Yeah. Do you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? Yeah, I do think I'm here to, to you know, be a, a source of light unto the darkness, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I think I'm here to help people mm. laugh and, and, and maybe see the humor in, in these darker parts of life. So, yeah, I, I really do think I'm, I'm here for a reason. And I've, I've you know, um, I've gotten the call. I've answered the call. And so every time I take the stage or I turn on that damn um, <laughs> webcam, um, I do think I am doing, I'm doing what I'm here to do. Mm. Um, yeah. That's yeah, fulfillment in that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you have any, but do you have a favorite tattoo and why? No, you know what? I've never uh -huh. gotten a tattoo. <laughs> and I know that kind of surprises people. I don't no, know exactly. Yeah. Um, I have thought about getting something written like in the inside of my arm. Um, uh, there's a there's a quote from a book, um, and uh, what the the idea is um, uh, basically there's yeah there's a there's a phrase that I want to get written on my arm that says just another uh, cold dark night on the side of Everest, and. So that comes from a book where um, uh, a writer was, um, you know, doing research in the basement of Yale one day, and she was dwelling in self-doubt and thinking that, you know, this research paper that she was working on was a piece of crap. And the I the IT guy comes in and looks at her and says, "Yep, yeah, just another dark, cold night on the side of Everest." Meaning, like, yeah, that's that's life. Like anything that's meaningful to us, anything that we're passionate about it's gonna come with a few cold dark nights. It's gonna involve pain and struggle. And so the idea is, is finding something in life that you're okay with the pain and struggle that comes along with it. So um, yeah, sometimes I can, I don't know, get pissy about my work and I don't know, dwell on a lot of fear and self-doubt too. And I just wanna like remind myself that yeah, these moments are gonna come because you're doing meaningful work. Mm -hmm. Anything that matters is going to bring on some some discomfort yeah yeah oh, so absolutely. that's what I would get on my arm well thank you for sharing if that. I was gonna do that uh, what is something you've accomplished that you're most proud of I've written I've written three books and that's hard it can even be boring it's just yeah it's tiring it's lonely <laughs> so yeah the fact that I've been able to <laughs> write three books that's that's definitely I I recorded a comedy album that's very that's very important to me um, yeah so these achievements in my career have been certainly I think my, my proudest in life I like to do hard things I realize that about myself I'm like you have a real thing for doing <laughs> things that other people just like just pass but anyway, but yeah, my books and my comedy album are 
those are things worth very well worth being proud of mm-hmm. yeah and for anybody who wants i'll definitely get uh yeah sure yeah stuff for, at the end yeah. we'll put that all in the show notes so yeah you guys sounds can good check it all out and uh follow along with susan a little bit more but um oh, is there anything else you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you oh boy i think we covered it right <laughs> I just don't know if any rock has been <laughs> left unturned. Left unturned. No, we've covered a good amount. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been so fun. Yeah, and it's been great to just do this in the sun and uh, to enjoy the beach. I appreciate you coming out here so I could keep tanning. <laughs> no, it's so it's so important. Yes, yeah, so that's why important. We're here, let's be honest. Tanning is a value of yeah, mine. It's a it's a deep core value. Core value. <laughs> No, Susan, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. For just sharing a bit of who you are and, and giving me the honor of allowing me to share that with others. So thank you. Thank it's you been, so much. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from I really enjoyed this or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.